What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I'm Shy, and welcome to the RXS Podcast. The podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and information <laughs> to the music community. Gang, 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 yes. gang. So, babe, e. what are we talking about today? Um, Steps being ordered by God. Mm. Um, This guest said over and over that his steps were orchestrated. Like his life was orchestrated by God from um, from pastoral ship to artistry um, wow. and everything in between. <laughs> Dope conversation. Wow. So, yeah, um, to everybody who isn't sure of who they are and they know that they've been called to do a thing. Regardless of what you know, know who you know. Yeah. Be strong in who you know. And um He'll order your steps and he'll orchestrate your life in the exact path that he wants you to go. So um, I hope y'all enjoyed this one. All right. Peace. Peace. What up, y'all? I got Pastor David Moore in here with us today. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing hey, man, good. it's good to see you, man. It's good to be here, man. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Here. I've heard your voice a lot of times. It's the first time I've seen your face. And Huh? Yeah, all the singing and stuff. Yeah. Chris sending me and the files. And you still invited me. Yeah, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I want to do what we normally do, and I want to go all the way back. Oh my goodness. To the beginning. Take me back to the beginning. First uh, of all, where were you born at? I was born in Beaufort County. What? At, what's that? That's Washington, North Carolina. Yeah. My hometown is Chakawinity. <laughs> the home of the Indians. That's what it was when I was coming up. Now uh -huh. it's the the home of the Seahawks or something. They changed it. Okay. But in my my time, it was the home of the Indians at that time because that's what Chocolate was. It was an Indian town. So is that where you grew up at? That's where I grew up at. That's what was it like there? Country. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 lights. Um, dark. But we played all day on the uh -huh. Saturday. Uh -huh. Just pure country. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's a good neighborhood. Folks looked out for you. No locking the doors. I, that's what I remember. The neighbors, yeah. you know, we didn't have to go to no, um, if we didn't have anything, we didn't go to the grocery store. <laughs> we went to the neighbor's house. Yeah. So we needed a couple so of sugar. Like, yeah, so that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, we, I remember, you know, mama said, go to the, go to the next door neighbor house and see if they got any eggs for, so I can make the cake. So, <sighs> and then vice versa, if they needed something from us, I mean, just a, a cup of ketchup. They were, Come to the house and we'll give them a, ketchup, a cup of ketchup. Wow. We didn't go to no grocery store. We just, you know, we gleaned off of one another. But today is not like that. No, sir. You better not even step no, on sir. my yard. No, sir. I don't, don't even think I get off my grass. No, sir. I don't even <laughs> go to my neighbors and yeah. ask for that. But back in the day, that's what we did. That's what we did. So did you enjoy that time? Do you have any siblings? That's number one. Yes, I have two sisters. Mm -hmm. That's it. I'm the oldest. Okay. I have two sisters. So they tell me I'm a spoil. I don't believe that. Because <laughs> the whippings came straight to me first. And by the time they got to them, they were light. Hey, you listen, know listen. So, I took oh, the yeah. blow. I took the blow. The, the yeah, blow so, then, so then when they get in trouble, you're like, nah, they wouldn't even, they would have really got me. They didn't get they didn't get the girls like they got you. No, I ain't gonna say that. But they they put it on me worse. <laughs> Then they put on them. Yeah. Yeah, but they now if they told the story, they wouldn't agree to that. They they would think that I got away with a lot of stuff because I'm, I'm a mama's boy. Uh-huh. But I I I beg to differ. I think that uh, it was a lot harder on me yeah. than it was on them. I'm glad they're not here. 
to be arguing with me right now. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So how long did y'all um live in Chocowindity? Oh, just about all my life. I okay. got I got I got um I graduated <clears throat> by the time I got uh twenty one, twenty two, I went on and got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been I've been chocolate just about all my life until I got grown. Wow. And um I left and went to Pitt County and that's yeah. where I've been the whole time. So growing up, were you already singing? Yes, I've been in the church all my life. My okay. dad is okay. a pastor. Okay. My mama is a preacher. Uh-huh. And uh, so all my life I have been singing. Those uh-huh. that know me from the old school. I used to play the drums yeah. back in the day, and I used to lead the choir, the choir director. I dealt with all that stuff. Yeah, and uh, it's a lot different where it was then to net, you know versus yeah. now. But I done all that. Yeah, you know. But back then, it's a whole, it's a whole different between now and then. Mm-hmm. Because when I was coming up, we did it because we either loved the Lord or we were just enjoying. What mm-hmm. we saw others before us, yeah, it ain't like that today. <laughs> you know, I remember when I was trying to play the drums, and Darren Ward was the one that I looked up to at the time, uh-huh. and um, I wanted to get them play. But back then they wouldn't let you play because you weren't ready, and so <laughs> I would sneak up there after he leave and try to do yeah. a little something. And but when he left and got a little older, it was my turn to do it, and so I tried to, <laughs> to play. And lead the choir, sing the song. Wait, all at the same time? Yes, sir. Good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you like put your drums in like a special spot or something? Yeah, I, well, they did have it in the corner sometimes, but we had the choir position where they can see me. Oh. And so I would give the directions, sing the songs, playing, and it was a good time back then, man. Yo. I mean, I enjoyed that. I yes, wouldn't sir. do it now. Because <laughs> <laughs> these drummers now. <laughs> <laughs> they in a world of their own. I yeah, wouldn't even yeah. I try to even get on it now. I, I even I don't even know why I told it because somebody gonna try me one day. Say, yeah, Rail, gonna, hey, Rail, let us see you. I won't even do you it. In your next rehearsal, they gonna get no, you. Chris no. gonna video you too. No, he can post it. He can. He can if he want to. There'll be somebody else beside me. But no, that ain't my ministry anymore. Praise yeah. God. Yeah. So, what was it like growing up as a preacher's kid? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, it honestly it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't bad at all because a lot of my peers were preacher kids. Oh, interesting. So it wasn't that bad. Um, because a lot of my friends either um was in a family that was in the church. So you know, going to school it wasn't that bad. I mean, they they called me a church boy anyway. I mean, I mean, I'm that one that was in in school where a suit did you have a suit on in church? No, I did I mean, not. In school. No, okay, that's good. No, you want that bad? I want that bad. <laughs> but my mom did at the time couldn't afford. Oh wow, that type yeah. Of clothes. We didn't have that type of money. Yeah. So you know, whatever that was given to me was handed down to me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have that luxury like other kids yes, had. Sir. Wear the suits and you know be a little. But but I was that one that was. You know, be in the middle of the group, either preaching or leading the choir. I was that so one. you used to play preaching at at school. Oh, yeah, they'll tell you quick, <laughs> man. I'll be, I'll be that one standing there, you know, either trying to preach a sermon or I'm singing in front of everybody. I'm doing. I'm that one. Yeah. yeah. So they just they just knew church was in me, but it was just so strange as I was growing up, um, getting to you know after high school, you know, I felt like I had no direction. I didn't know where I was going. I thought. You know, I, and honestly, growing up, 
Um, the call was always on my life, but I never wanted anybody to call me a minister. Wow. Why not? I don't know. To the, you know, I thought about it when I'm coming here and my, kind of reflecting on my own life. I never forget it. I was talking to uh, one of my neighbors and they called me Minister Moore. I'm like, wow. Don't, okay. Don't do that. Okay. I don't want to be called no preacher, nothing. Even though I was doing the things of church, I mean, I was teaching Sunday school at the age of 12. Whoa. Adult Sunday school. Wow. Yes, sir. Um, I was doing all that at that age. Yes, sir. But I did not want to, you know, I was that one that could tell you Genesis to Revelation at the age of 12 because our yeah. mama taught us early. Yeah. And so I knew scriptures at an early age. So in the denomination, we grew up in the church of God. Yeah. And so by that time, I'm teaching not only the adult class in a local assembly, but then when we got to the districts and stuff like that, I was all involved in that. But I did not feel comfortable with anybody calling me a minister. Mm. And I don't know if that was just because... The my, stigma, maybe? Maybe. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was my own insecurities about it. Oh, interesting. Or, you know, I just, at that particular time, I guess, honestly, I just didn't know who I was. Yes, sir. And people don't want to admit that, but I really was in that place where... Church was just church because I grew up in it. Yes. So it became more routine. Yes. Because that's what they made us do. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I went through life doing church all my life with no no clubs, no softball games, mm-hmm. none of that. That was. Did crazy. you miss it? Did well, you wish you could have did some of well, it? Well, yeah. Well, I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we grew up in that strict holiness. Yeah. You know? And so I, ain't no pants or nothing. Women ain't no, wearing pants. No, no, no makeup, no bills. No, no. You ain't coming to trouble with that mess on. No, you, you know. And I challenged that, and that's. I think that's the thing that made me a little different because all my life, especially in Bible study, Sunday school, I would. My dad was the preacher. Yeah, and the pastor. And so when we would get into discussions, I'll be that one challenging that. Yeah. What sense did that make? <laughs> yeah. That we can't go to no games. What? Why? Why we can't do that? And, you know, I'll be that, they be that, look, shut up. That's what we said. Shut your mouth. Get ready and sit down. Yeah. If we tell you that, that's that's what it is. Yes. But I would challenge it. But then later on, I did be, I did, you know, challenge my mom and dad by playing football in my junior high year. Okay. I don't know what the world I was thinking. What I, did they say? Surprisingly, they let me do it. Okay. Okay. And I think that, I, I think they did it because they knew I wasn't going to stay there long. <laughs> Man, that was the worst time of my life. So what happened when you tried you tried out? Yeah. You made it? Yeah, I made it. And then what happened? It was time to go. It, it was well, I got cussed out many times by the coach because I couldn't keep the mouthpiece in my mouth. <laughs> or when I caught the ball, I was going the wrong way. <laughs> Good. So, so the coach the coach looked at me and said, you know what, you just need to sit yourself down. And, you know. Yeah. By the time I went to my first home game, away game. That was my last game. I'm like, this this ain't my call, man. I'm gonna leave this alone. Yeah. But uh, I did that, tried out for basketball. I just I just did things. And I think I did it because I wanted to see what God gonna kill me. Wow. And that's that's pretty much what that was. I wanted to know was wow. God gonna really punish me for something that they've been telling me that I don't supposed to do. And so it challenged my mm. faith. 
And it kind of challenged my mom and dad faith because this is stuff they've been teaching us not to do. We are, what's the scripture that they use? We are in the world, but not, not be, of, the, of world. the world. So they mean sports and all. Everything. Because that's what we that's what we grew up. Yes. And so my sister later on, she she got on the basketball team. She was better than I was. <laughs> uh, you know, we were just those type of kids. Yeah. And um, I done it. I, I just wanted to do it just to really see. Was God going to get me? Yeah. And it didn't happen. So now it really challenged my faith now. I'm to that place now, okay, that didn't happen. So what else are they saying that we don't supposed to do that I just did and God didn't punish me? And so that kind of made me more intrigued about God. Yes. Still developing because they still at this time, I didn't want nobody to call me no preacher. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I yes, still didn't want to call no minister, but yes, sir. I think God during that time was kind of challenging my faith. Yes, sir. A little bit more. Yeah. So in that journey, not wanting to be called a preacher, doing a sports thing, and then you said you were trying to find your identity at the time. Yes. Was that a difficult thing? Yes. Hmm. Because I, when I graduated from high school, um, I tried to go straight to college. And I did. I, I did it for maybe three years. I was going from uh, uh, computer programming to business administration, accounting. I did all that stuff. Uh, back then, it was a Pasco program. Back then, I don't know if you know anything about that. No, I ain't never heard of it. That's, that's all right, an old no. program back okay. in the day. I tried all of that and did not succeed. Hmm. Because that whole time, when I look back at it now, I was running from something that God was calling me to. And even though I was doing the work, I really wasn't accepting the call. The call. Yeah. So it is possible to do the work and not accept the call. Sure. What's the, um, what's the word? What's the separation? How is it even possible to do the work and not accept the call? And I think that's. That's the easiest thing for people to do now. Yes, sir. We 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 do the work and really have not accepted the call. And that's now when people do that, it's a difference when you see the anointing and not the anointing because people have failed to accept what God has put in them. And when they work out, when they do this thing and do it without accepting the call, now they're doing things on their own strength. Yes, and that's sir. why they can do whatever they want to do, because when you accept the call, you understand that you didn't call yourself to it. Yes, sir. That makes sense. Yeah, you can do the work on your own. Sure. But you sure. can't accept the call on your you own. Can't say it because people don't want the responsibility of the call. Yes, sir. Nobody won't. You know, I said this in the pulpit. You know, we all right. But we cool with God until God get in my business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, soon God get in my business. We got issues. (laughs) Yeah. I don't mind doing the work for God. (laughs) But when God tell me, no, you can't Mm. do that. That's when we draw the line. Yeah. That's real. And we can, we really, we really miss out on the fullness of what God can really do. Yes, sir. Because we do half of the work. Wow. Because we don't accept the call. Yes, sir. And I think that's what God took me through. I think that's for me growing up. And I thank God for my upbringing. I really do. I thank God for the challenging faith. And what I yes, mean sir. by I did not, I didn't accept everything that I heard without questioning it. Yes. Because I grew up in an age where people take, don't, don't question God. Yeah. And I grew up saying, 
Well, what is God hiding from me? <laughs> he, he's too. He's too big. Yeah. He's he's too powerful to not answer my questions. So, yeah. what, what is it that God is hiding from me? Mm-hmm. You know. And then I realized growing up, He ain't hiding nothing from me. Yeah. He wants us to ask Him. Yes. So that we can better ourselves. Yes. For the work for the kingdom. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the the thing the thing that I that I think about when I hear you talk is like when people say relationship over religion. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm I'm still warring with myself, mm-hmm. and I, and I told them, matter of fact we have a Bible study tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I even told my folks this won't be live mm-hmm. because I think that I'm I'm evolving even more. Yes, sir. Of knowing God for myself. Yes, sir. Not religion. Yes, sir. I'm trying to build relationship because I think that the church have, I think the biggest mistake that we have done as the church, we have told people what not to do. And I think that's what has happened to a lot of folks. We are taught what they cannot do. Yeah. And curiosity kills the cat. <laughs> Facts. You know, so they Facts. go out and do the opposite. Right. And, you know, and, and, and then when we tell them they're damned to hell and nothing happens, nothing's convicting them anymore. Yeah, that's good. So the message, got it's got to change. Yes. We can't keep telling folks this, that, and the third, and it don't happen. There's no more conviction. Yeah. Because nothing happened. Yes. You know, so I'm I'm getting to the place now is to tell people, let's build a relationship. Matter of fact, I say in my church, and I know some of my officials, my officers tell me, you you need to do that more. But I don't even take um I don't even open the doors of the church. They have to literally make me open the doors of the church. Wow. Because my whole um thing lies upon I rather for your name to be signed in glory than to go to hell and your name is signed on my church roll. Wow, that's heavy. Let, let's get them let's get them close to Jesus and then and then we'll worry about the church. Yes, because what happens is once you position yourself to secure their soul and they feel safe, they'll join. They'll join. They gonna join. You don't have to ask. <laughs> I've been doing this over 20 years. I've been pastoring over 20 years. And my first pastorate that I started, um, and I only pastored three churches. Wow. Okay. And I'm pastoring two of them now. Yes, sir. So I was the youngest pastor at 27. So you started pastoring at 27? 27. Wow. And I didn't put in for the church. I won't even look into pastor. Matter of fact, my life is, my life is, has, when I look at it, my life, my whole life has been orchestrated by God. Yes, sir. I just stepped into something. Wow. I worked under a, under a pastor for a long time. I looked at him, and I still look at look to him as my spiritual dad. Yes, sir. But when, you know, God led him another way and God kept me there, um, <laughs> they was looking for another pastor. Uh-huh. I'm helping them, trying to find <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, we're going to find us a pastor, we y'all. we find us a pastor. <laughs> and I never forget the old deacon, Deacon Carter, God rest his soul, called me to the house one day. He said, come here. He said, uh, we, you know, I, I'm sitting here, and, you know, we found the pastor. <laughs> You're like, who is he? Yeah, I said, good. I said, I'm, I'm ready to work with him. I'm ready to go to work. He said, you the pastor. He said, the people love you, and all I ask you to do is love them back. 27 years old. I'm not thinking about pastor. My daddy was a pastor. And my thing was, 
I didn't want to go through the stuff that he went through as a pastor. But, you know, when you accept, I finally accepted the call later. Yes, sir. And I said yes to him. And when I done that, God just put me in a place that I had no clue about. So you accepted the call before yeah. the deacon called you to the house. Yeah, because listen, in a Baptist church, <laughs> i never forget this. <laughs> in a Baptist church, it was so funny. You know, you got to have credentials. You got to have yeah. your license and your ordination license. So I never forget, when I'm standing before the board, they asked me for my license. So I pull out my driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Because I'm thinking, I won't ball up like that. You know, I'm like, what kind of license y'all need? I got them in my... They said, no. I'm like, so I'm going through a whole process of God just really changing my whole idea about you. Because I'm in a Pentecostal church. I leave from a Pentecostal church. My dad, and that's a whole story by itself, because my dad has always been my pastor. Yeah. And my hardest thing in life, even to this day, was to leave him. Mm. I had to leave the nest. My dad and I, during that transition, didn't even talk for a whole year. Wow. Was he upset? He was mad. Mm. He he was. Yeah. And every time I think about it, it brings me to tears because we wasted 365 days yes. of not talking. And again, this goes from people not understanding the difference between relationship and, and religion. religion. Yes, sir. And that's what it was. My dad could not understand because really, and, and I know from his, I can see it from his point because I was so instrumental in his ministry. Yes. And it's, it's hard for a lot of people, even today, when their dad or their mom really depend on them. And you are really longing for more. You are really longing for something else, but you won't leave because you're tied to. Yeah. Uh, so I had to get to a place. God just literally, you know, I got so intrigued about the preacher at the time. I'll never forget it. He came to my dad's church. I just liked the way he expounded on the word because yeah. I'm not criticizing Pentecostal preachers. Um, I'm not putting them down, but I needed more at the time than just a hoop and a holler. Yes. You couldn't just, I'm like, and the way he broke that word down and the way he exegeted the text and, and the way he just went into, I'm like, okay, where'd you get that from? And I didn't even know you can go to school for this kind of stuff. I didn't know that until after I graduated. Yeah. I'm like, again, I'm going through school. I'm doing stuff that I'm not called to do. Yes, sir. And then when I found, I mean, God just, when every time I talk about it, he just orchestrated my life, you know, put me in the right places at the right time. And so I'm going through life. I follow this man. I go over to the Baptist church and it hurt my dad to the place where he could not talk to me. Now, my dad is my hero. Yeah. I don't, I didn't, Michael Jordan, all the rest of my, my dad has always been my hero. Yeah. And to not talk to him or he not talk to me yeah. for a year. Yeah. Nah, that was, that was the hardest thing in my life. So what finally got him to the point where y'all talked? I think it was my mom. Because <laughs> mm. again, I'm a mama's boy. Yeah. And so mama had to really pray mm -hmm. that God would show him that this was the best move for our son. Not for you. Mm, not for y'all church. Right. The best move for our son. Yes. And he literally, after that one year, I don't even know how we I don't know how we even made up or whatever, but it got to a place we got now. You can't separate us. We talking every week on <laughs> yeah. the phone. And I'm going to tell you, my dad was that type of person. He preached against the earrings. He preached on, you know, the dress codes. He preached that, you know, if you don't do this, then the third. But after I done what I done, 
God flipped the script. Wow. And it changed his perspective on the word of God. Yeah. All because we was, I think that I was built more on knowing God than the work. Yeah. Made a big difference in my life. Man. Yeah, yeah. Made a big difference in my life. And and now I'm I'm pushing other folks to get to a place where know God first before anything. It God will provide. I'm I've been married for 29 years. Yes, sir. The love of my life. And we've been married this year, this month, matter of fact, for 29 years. And it's been a hard road. But even through that, God has always provided. And so, you know, going into this first pastor of the church, I never forget, I stood before them at 27 years old in front of these old folks. And I told them, I said, hey, (laughs) got to tell y'all something. They looked at me. I looked at them. I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Molding me and he's shaping me. He's shaping me. He's cleansing me. He's cleansing me. Making me to be what he wants me to be. Lord, he's molding me and he's shaping me. He's shaping me. He's cleansing me. He's cleansing me. Making me to be. Some people may not see that change in me, but I can truly declare, y'all, that he set me free. When trouble used to come in my life, I used to fall with misery. Oh, yes, sir. And i never forget one of the old mothers said, you know what? You're going to be all right. Mm. For you to admit to us that you don't know, lets us know that you got room yes. to grow. Yes, sir. You know, so I've learned to balance things. I'm, you know, and even in that pastorate, God blessed that ministry. He built it. We bought land. We uh, uh, remodeled the church. God built uh, has uh, blessed us in finances. Yeah. I mean, he really, really, really. We had the ECU students come over and had the largest choir at the time. Wow. I mean, God really manifested Himself in the thirteen years that I pastored that church. Thirteen years. Thirteen years. Woo. Thirteen years. And later on, uh, when ECU began to come, uh, start coming, you know, it, it got to a place where. Again, when people's mindset stops growing and only thing they can see is, and I'm just saying this, not saying it might be true, but this is the way I looked at it. Yes, sir. They're taking over. Mm. So now the young folks is feeling, we need a place to worship. Now, I'm going to tell the truth and the whole truth and nothing but <laughs> truth up here. I did not want to pastor another church. Wow. Not a, not a church from the ground. <laughs> uh-uh. My daddy would tell you, he said, I can't believe you trying to pass another church, but the young folks came to my house and they desired another ministry. And so the ministry that I have today was really built on the backs of those young people today. Wow. And it's still staying, I think, 13 years. Whoa. So that's another 13 years. Yeah. That ministry is over 10 years old. Yes, sir. So what was that transition like? It was awesome. Wow. Honestly, it was, it was a rough, Good transition. Yes, sir. Because we started small, maybe just a little bigger than this room I'm in right now. Yes, sir. And 
it was the excitement on their faces. I mean, man, we was out. It wasn't just about having church. We did mission work. Yeah. We literally went out in the vans and picked folks off the street, bought them to the church that we was in to either feed them, clothe them. It was all about that, man. And we didn't have church inside. We had church outside. Yeah. Because they wouldn't come in. Wow. They wouldn't come in. So we had church. We set up church. (laughs) Deron Keys and, and a lot of them boys that were with me. They took it outside <laughs> and they came and we fed them and we loved them. And that's what the ministry was all about. And so, God, every move we made in that ministry became bigger and better. Yes. Sir. And so, you know, my whole again, my whole life, every time I look at it, God orchestrated yeah. my life the whole time. So after the 13, I, 13 years I passed it with the, the first church, you know, God told me it's, it's time to go. Okay. It was time to move on. And now that was another hard transition because number one, I got to depend on, you know, a, a church that's young with nothing but young people. I don't have that, you know, old traditional church that's supporting me in some kind of way. And I did work, I've worked all my life. Yeah. But I don't have that anymore. Yeah. So I'm totally walking out on faith. Yeah, because the crazy thing is. With the young people, it's more vibrant. Yes. But like there's a certain financial security yes. that comes with older people. I tell folks today, when you're starting off with young people, they got a great zeal. Yeah. They ain't got no money, but they got a great zeal. <laughs> <laughs> but the the greatest thing about our uh journey, these young folks love this ministry so much that the money that they will get for um School, yeah, like financial aid and stuff. They would pay their ties. Wow, like Pell grants and all that. Yes. They would pay ties from that. Yes, that's how our ministry wow. went for. These folks loved this ministry, man, until they would take their tithing and they would put it in that ministry. That's how we survived from one end to the other. And every time we moved, we had to move to bigger because everything we had was too small. I never forget the first day. I, I must share this with you. When we went to, we was on 14th Street in Greenville. Room wasn't no bigger than this. And the first time we started service, it was packed, yeah. right? Everybody was there. The first Sunday of our service, I believe we had 10 <laughs> folks in church. Uh-huh. And the young folks looked so disappointed. Mm. So how do we go from a full church to this? And I told them, i never forget it, because, again, this is something I didn't really want to do. Yeah. So I already said, well, we're going to try for five years. If it don't work, then we'll wrap it up. You yeah. know, I'm that type of person. If it don't work, we need yeah. to stop. I ain't doing something because my ego's in place. Yeah. No, no, if this don't work, we're going to stop. Yeah. Um, But five years came and went, and it went from three to four to 10 to 15. Folks start coming. The neighborhoods start coming. It started to build. They got excited again because they saw what God was doing. And so, you know, 10 years later, we're still, the church is still wow. operating. Wow. Yeah. And now I'm pastoring another church. How did that happen? Well, again, I went to Shaw University. Mm-hmm. I graduated twice from Shaw University. Again, now, <laughs> again, uh, not only am I going to school, but I'm working a full-time job. And I'm doing ministry. And you married now? And I'm married for 20. I've been married during that time. So when did you get married? I got oh, you keep putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, my wife as, it, as it relates to pastoring, like you started pastoring when you were 27. I was married then. Okay, so you got married before you started pastoring? Yeah. Okay. I was, I was married. So yeah. That's all I want to know. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I, was, um, I was married 
way before yeah because she was with me the whole time with the okay that's my the, father oh she was there for that time i said it's 29 years Woo. she was there for that whole time yeah. she, she saw that burden on me mm-hmm. and you know to get to this place where i'm at now so yeah she i've been married she been riding with you through it all time. yeah so i've i've been i went and got my bachelor's went back to show to get my uh master's i'm riding back and forth the show working a 10-hour job and trying to run revivals. Yeah, because you you driving to Raleigh from Greenville? Greenville. Yes, sir. That's yeah. not... Eight years of, of school. That. Yo. And, and, and I'm telling you something. To see... And I don't have nothing against young preachers that want to have a zeal for God. But they can't tell me that you can't work and do ministry. I've done it. You know, I don't I don't kick against folks that don't have to work because God blessed them with a ministry that's gonna take care of them. Yes. I was not that fortunate. Yeah. So by the time God began to start blessing me, I done put so many years on my job. Thankfully, I'll be retiring this year. Woo, that's sweet. Yeah. I'll be retiring in July this year. Yes, sir. Again, every step that I make has been orchestrated <laughs> by God. And um, you know, now I ain't talked about singing or nothing like that. Right, exactly. That's what's crazy. Right. We're going to get to that, ain't but that's what's it. crazy. Ain't he thought about that. Matter of fact, the only thing I wanted to do was better, be better in my preaching. Yes, sir. That's, 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 that's my whole goal because now I'm dealing with young folks that go to school and they have an intellect that has to be. I hear you. You see, there's a, there's a hunger. Yes, sir. And you can't just, ah, and, ah, and, you know, they're looking at you like. But how that's going to help me tomorrow? Right. You know, so I had to really like, I got to go to school because I got these young minds and they're asking questions. I'm like, wait a minute. I got to go back, you know, because my dad didn't teach that kind of stuff. And if they taught it, it was, this is what I say. Mm. That's it. You know, so I went back to school, got my bachelor's in religion and philosophy from Shaw University. Went back to get my master's in divinity. Yes, sir. Came back and God really developed my skills. Yes, sir. In preaching. And I'm still developing. Yes, sir. I, I still haven't got to that point where, man, I got it. Yeah. If I get there, then I ain't going to never have it. <laughs> Facts. You know, yeah. Facts. I, so I I just kept going. And God is, God's been good to me. Where And people think I'm playing. I ain't playing. I I enjoy when people call me and say, can you come in and preach? Man, I'm so appreciative. Folk want to hear me preach. Yeah. Do you, do you not understand? They don't have to call me. Yes, sir. And so when they call me and say, man, can you come and preach? And I, it hurts me when I say I can't go because I got something else going yeah. on. Because my wife said, what's wrong with you? I said, man, I just had to tell one somebody that I can't go. And it yeah. bothers me because they don't have to call me. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, people say, well, what's your charge? Mm-hmm. How much That's you? another thing, ain't it? Like, man, I tell <laughs> folks, how you charge How you charge on something yeah. that you didn't give to yourself? Yeah. So I tell folks, they ain't no charge. Now, now, I do look for you give me a little something <laughs> you know treat me well <laughs> yeah. but i can't charge you for it yeah. because and that's just me now that this ain't nothing against anybody else but ever since i've been on that thought i lost for nothing yes sir you hear me yes, i never lost for nothing because god had taught me in almost my 50 year i'm coming my 50th birthday yes sir in my 50 year walking with god he never failed me yes sir I've always walked by faith with him when I didn't have nothing. When I walked in our house and in our little mobile home that we was in and walked in and there was no lights on because we couldn't afford a light bill. Yeah. My car had uh, one hubcap. 
and we lost that hubcap going over railroad track and it went past me. I looked <laughs> I mean, I know what it is to have nothing. Yes, sir. And yet still depend on God. I yes. worked two jobs. My wife was pregnant. I'm working Burger King. I'm working Rubbermaid, trying to do ministry. This is before I decided to go to school. Yeah. I'm backing up a little bit. but my It's wife, all good, yeah. My wife was pregnant with my first child. And uh, here I am telling people that God is a good God. He could do this, that, and the third. I'm working two jobs. I never forget the day I'm working at Burger King, and I'm sweeping and mopping floors, and preachers are coming in and looking at me. And like, you just ran a revival for us. That was hard. <laughs> that was but hard. But that, that shows, like, your humility shows. Yes. Yeah. And I had to do that with a smile. Yeah. You know, I had to do that because number one, I was a daddy. Yes, sir. And my family was first. And it was whatever it took. Yes. My wife couldn't work. Yes. So I had to be the provider. I had to step it up. Yes, you know? sir. So if I had to work, I worked I worked Burger King five in the morning. Went from five in the morning to about maybe two or three two o'clock. And then at three o'clock, I worked my second job at walked right across the street to Rubber Made in Greenville at the time. And I worked at about eleven o'clock. And then try to sleep at night. And at that time, when she did get ready to go back to work, I had to keep the children, or she had to keep. We had to. It was just us. Yeah, man. You know, it was just us. Because during that time, I th- I think that was the time. I think I left my mom and dad then, so I couldn't depend on mm-hmm. them to help. It was a transition. It was a growing experience for me. That's why I have no complaints about what I've been through. Yes, sir. And nobody, everybody that been under me. I leave them with no excuse. You cannot tell me what you cannot do. You can't tell me how tired you are. That's no excuse for me because you're looking at somebody been there and done that. Yes, sir. So I leave people with no excuses. You can't tell me, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Who you talking to? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to school working Yes. And, and doing church. You can't tell me that you're tired. I don't want to hear that. That's, yeah. that's something I do not want to hear. And uh, I remember... Um, the wrong keys, bless his soul. He would, he would, he would do it just to, just to tee me off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Pastor, I'm tired. I'm looking at him like, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. But um, everybody that was around me understood that I'm that type of person. I'm not going to start something, don't finish it. I got to see it through. Everything that God put in my hand. I got to see it through. I, I'm not that one to just drop it and yes. then walk away. I got to finish it. Whatever whatever assignment that I have, I got to finish it. Yes. I got to do it. So um, God's been good to me. I, you know, ending up over there to the church I got now, um, another transition. Yeah, tell me about that one. That's Indian Woods. Okay. Um, <laughs> they I, For some reason, I try to get away from divine anointing. Mm. And nobody knows this. So mm. I'm putting it out here now. Yes, sir. There was a moment in my life where I tried to just escape it. Yeah. And just go to something else. Yeah. It didn't happen the way I thought it would happen. Uh-huh. So um I never forget that I put in some applications while I was at Shaw. Mm-hmm. Never thought nothing. Never mind. Nobody gonna call me because nobody know me. And uh Indian Woods uh got in touch with one of the officials at uh, Shaw and said, you know, there's a church looking at you. I want you to come down to interview. It was the greatest interview I ever had. Again, every step has been orchestrated by God. I walk in that church and I literally felt like I knew these people. Wow. And they they looked at me as 
like they yeah. do me. And it just clicked. I didn't have, when I walked out of that church, I didn't really have any doubt that this is where God put yeah. me from right now. Uh, later on, um, wherever God puts you, mm-hmm. he does not put you in comfortable places. Yes. Every place that God puts us is to challenge us. Uh, later on, I found out that church was in a debt, $356,000. Uh, man, I walked out. I'm like, God, this this ain't funny. This ain't what I signed <laughs> up for. You know, I know. Forget it. I walked in the bathroom and I'm like, after they told me that for a minute, I'm like, oh, what did I just step into? And I never, I never forget God telling me, go back in there and tell them you want to pay this building off in five years. Bertie County. I said, you want me to do what? <laughs> tell them what? We ain't got no money. Where this money coming from? I never forget it. I. I went in there. Hold on, hold on. We got to stop. So we got to tell the people. So Chris, y'all know Chris. He behind the camera. He's behind there. He the one making all that noise with that chill. Yeah. <laughs> Be still, man. <laughs> all right, we're going right. to. So, oh, hold on. He need to cough. Go ahead. Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Help him, Lord. All right. Bless his heart. All right, all right. So now, now we can continue. Yeah, so, so you go in the bathroom. Yeah. I like kind of stressed out a little bit. Well, I was just to the place where, what did I sign up for? <laughs> And I'm thinking everything was good. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have to worry about, you know, because you know, I'm already got the divine anointing. Yeah. And I'm thinking I'm just set up, you know, and, and when they told So, me, wait, wait. Let's go back. So, you're at divine anointing. You say, okay, I think yeah, I want I want to see if I can get up out of this. So, let right. me go fill out some applications. Right. I really thought that it was my, my time up because I was going to put somebody else there. And then you were going. I was going to exit on out, do my yeah. own thing. And God said, no, no. So, now you're the pastor of two churches and one of them got a debt. I had one. Had. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. See, whenever God puts you somewhere. Yes, sir. Again, this is the difference between relationship and religion. Yes, sir. So when you got a relationship with God, when God tells you something, you have to have a you got to have a good sense of God. Yes, sir. To go in the room and say, okay, mm-hmm. this is what we're going to do. Yes, sir. And uh, the folks took a hold of the vision right through the pandemic. Two years in the pandemic. I said, wait a minute. I said, God, you said you're going <laughs> to five years. This is the fifth year. This was the fifth year, and we couldn't even convene in the church. And I'm outside having, we didn't stop. I was outside having services. We was on, you know, online. And um, let me tell you something. God did that thing. It was on that year of the pandemic that God paid that debt off in five years. Yo, that's crazy. When I tell you I'm walking by faith in everything in my life, yes, sir. I think Chris and them understand it, me, yeah. that I don't worry about too much stuff. Now, I t- do tell them it got to make sense. <laughs> it don't make sense. Don't call me to do it. I can't, I can't do stuff that don't make sense. Yeah. But when God does and he puts it in me, and it might not make common sense to me when God says it, but if it makes spiritual sense, I yes, got to do it. I got to walk into it. And I think for me, it's... It was living proof that there's nothing that God can do with you if you allow him to do it. You see, that's why I said, you know, every step that I made, it had to have been orchestrated by God. And ain't nothing. And honestly, ain't got nothing to do with me. Yes, sir. Ain't got nothing to do with me. It all it has to do is with my faith in him. Yes, sir. Because there's always another level. Mm -hmm. 
And you'll never get to the next level if you don't learn how to build a relationship with God on this level. Yes. See what I'm saying? Right. Yes, so, so doing Indian Wood, doing great. Yeah, that's Church good. doing great. We rem- everything, and I promise that church, while I'm there, we'll never go in debt again. And we remodel some of the church. We <laughs> everything is debt. We debt free. We're about to do cameras and stuff now. But everything yeah. God's given us, we have paid it off. Wow. That's God. Uh, yes. Yes, sir. So how in the world are you balancing being the pastor of two churches? That's a good question. <laughs> somebody, somebody I think it was um Dr. Banks asked me that the other when we was in the state convention. He said, Man, you doing this, you doing that. How do you do all that? And I'm gonna be real with you. I don't know. Mm. I really, it's it's got to be God keeping me up because if with the revivals, trying to do Chris stuff and yeah, <laughs> and yeah, church stuff and it it's it's when I sit back and think about it, and I'm working still full time. Wait, oh yeah, but you about to retire? I'm about though. to retire? But think about it. Twenty six years. Yeah, I've been doing this, but yeah. God has set me up. At a place where I can retire, I don't have to go full 30. Yeah. You know, 20, I can go 20, be a certain age, and I can get out. Yeah. So he orchestrated it. Again, I left from <laughs> Rubbermaid making, uh, at the time, $9 an hour. Yeah. And he fixed it for me to go to the city to work making $7.60. What? What? Rubbermaid every week. City every two weeks making seven dollars no seven dollars and thirty cents an hour. What doc? When I'm telling you, when you when you got to trust God for the process, that's what I had to do. I had daytime, I was home at night so I could do my revivals at night. Oh, uh, when God did this thing for me, because even though the other job paid more, you had to work at night, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, because uh, I work a second shift. Right. So God provided, because I told God, I said, I need a daytime job. I can't do revivals and I'm working at Rubbermaid. So God challenged my faith again. So, okay, Ooh, here you here go. a job, but you're making less. Yes. But here go the job. Here go the job. <laughs> so I had to trust God in that, but I lied to you not. It was within a year and a half. God tripled that. Wow. So I didn't lose nothing. Yes, sir. Because I trust the process. Yeah. Relationship. And the same, still for the city? Yeah. Wow. I'm there right now. Wow. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm I'm telling you, when I when I got to, when I tell folks that God can do anything if you trust them. Yes. I'm a living witness. Yes. That if you trust the process. Yes. God would do exactly what he said he's going to do. Yes, sir. Yeah. So I, I'm blessed now to be at that same job. Yeah. Right now. And about I'm to able, retire. About to retire. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, we I, and my wife sit there and think about it. We sit on the couch and I call the children grown. Yeah. Got my granddaughter. They, they left, you know, they're not there at the house. We sit there sometimes. We just look at one and start laughing. <laughs> 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 just yeah. laugh, see where we come from yeah. and where we are today. Nobody but God. Yes, yes sir. I'm blessed. Yes, sir. I'm blessed. So look. Now we're going to get to the music. <laughs> so we already know you've been singing all your life. Yeah. But did you ever see yourself like being an artist? No. Never. No. No, honestly. Um, I, because when I grew up, singing was a part of the church. Yeah. So like if you like if you preach, you sing, that's kind of like they come together. 
Yeah. Or if you in church, you this like this church is all church. It's all church. I still think of it like that. <laughs> but it really dawned on me when I hit, I believe, 15. Uh-huh. We was in Fayetteville, the Church of God in Fayetteville, and I won my first award at the at the age of 15. I believe around 12. What 13. did you what did you win the award for? Singing. Oh, interesting. I was young. I was real young. It was like a showcase or something? It was a showcase that they do for young people. Yeah. And I know, and for, t- for some reason, I can still remember the song. I sung The Blood. Yeah. The church was tore up. Yeah. And I won first place for that song. And um, even after then, I'm thinking, this is just part of church. Hmm. I didn't think about no record. I've seen other folks do what they do, but. Where, where I grew up, it always been you doing it for God. You ain't, yeah. ain't another thing but for God. This is the church. Ain't nothing outside this now. This is what you're going to do. And, you know, I, I've been doing it. But I, how I got to this place, young man Scott Thompson. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the greatest leagues yeah. out of heaven. Love him to life. He called me one day. It was for, um, what's his name? The one that died. Mondre. Mondre. Mondre um, had passed. Yeah. And uh, that was hurtful to everybody. Yes, Lord. It was. It was and, and, you know, he reached out to me. Um, and I still got the message that he wow. gave me before, you know, this happened some years ago. He asked me, could I be his mentor? What up, y'all? I'm Rajay, and I'm interrupting the pod to present an opportunity for y'all to support the brand and the fam. So do this for me. Head over to RajayXShaw.com, click the merchandise tab, and grab a hoodie, t-shirt, or hat. And remember this thing. No matter what people say or think, live your life. Now back to the episode. All right, y'all, we back. We had a little technical difficulties. Chris told me that the... uh camera was cutting up but we back we back so you were at the part where mondre yes wanted you to be his mentor yes right yes uh, in preaching yes and uh really at the time i didn't think i would you know would be anybody's mentor but uh, <laughs> yeah you know you don't never know who's watching you yes doing your life and so he did but we went to that service and um i did what i did and chris called me up and asked me um would you Consider, you know, doing a CD. You know. So I'm, hold on, go back, because I don't know if the camera caught it. So we're gonna go back just in case the camera didn't catch it. Okay. So before Mondre passed away, he asked you to be his mentor. Yes. Did that ever happen? Yeah. Well, if if he was doing a sermon for something, he would ask me, "Real, what you think?" Wow. And I'm like, "Doc, that will work." You know, yeah. might need to critique this, that, and the third a little bit, but that'll preach. And no, I don't think nobody really knew that because I never advertised. Let me be real for a minute. I didn't know Mondre was that mainstream. Yeah. I didn't know that. As a matter of <laughs> fact, I didn't really know until after he passed. Wow. Um, I don't know. Mondre said he'd been following me for a minute, you know, with my ministry and all. I got the, I got the, if I could find out, I'll let yeah. you see it. But he'd been following me for a minute with my, fix your mic too, for my preaching. And um, yeah. I, I didn't know that. You know, so I'm like, I don't, you know, I know Mondre Sings, but I didn't know he was that mainstream. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, okay, so we'll, you know, whatever I could do. Yeah. Because I'm that, I'm that person, the push of the people. Yes, sir. It ain't got to be me. As long as I can push you to do what you got to do, I just pray that, you know, once you get there, you'll reach back to get yes, me. Yes, sir. And so, uh, but yeah, there was times where, you know, he'll 
hit me up like, real, what do you think about this right here? And I'm like, Mondre did a work, but how about, you know, take yeah. that out. Maybe you want to work it like that. And it, he did about one or two of them like that because I know he was busy with, you know, his music and stuff. Yeah. But every now and then when he had an opportunity to preach, he'll hit me up every now and then. And I did the best I could with him and he did it. So I'm just, I was just glad that I paid, played a little part yes. in his life. So, but anyway, when he, when he did pass, uh, that's when Scott Thompson called me and with, along with Chris. They planned a benefit program, and they asked me to come in and MC the program, and I did, and I did what I do. Yeah. Minister. Yes, sir. Because it's church. It's church. <laughs> I even had to tell them sometime with the group that we have now, they, they like this word gigging. Mm, I don't like the word gigging. I don't yes, go nowhere sir. gig. I yes, sir. minister where I met. So I'm yes. trying to change their language from yes. using this word gig. I, yes, sir. I don't like it at all. And then, you know, they you know they can do it outside of me. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I know one of them asked, well, what, what gig we got to go to? And I'm like... <laughs> The service we're going to, <laughs> <laughs> just to remind them, I don't do that. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in and worship. But they did it, and Chris called me and said, oh, Red, what you think about doing a CD? And I'm thinking to myself, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I ain't thought no more about yeah. it. You know, people call you, tell you all, all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, right. And then he called me back and said to me some songs or whatever, and then we went in and you know, and worked on some stuff. And then me and him thinking, we just doing something. Yeah. You know, I know I don't know what he was thinking. So you had to get with him later. But when we get <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, okay, we, you know, doing a little something, this gonna be it. And when we got the project together, it just really blessed some folks. I yeah. it blows my mind to this day that some folks are still going back to the first C D. Yeah. And still listening to some of the songs yeah. and we're hearing the testimonies. I was telling I was sharing with Chris today coming up here that a lady got in touch with Steph, Steph yeah. Oden at ninety eight point one, and said how she enjoyed one of the old songs, and it she got to, she got to go before she go to sleep. She got to play that song, wow. and so it just lets me know how powerful yes. the songs are. So yes. I'm blessed, but that's how I got started into the, Chris. Chris saw something in me at the time yeah. and, and called me into it, and he right. But never have I imagined that I'd be doing this. Yeah, Mm-mm. no. No, and then never, not, haven't seen this before. So you did one <laughs> CD, and he convinced you to do another one. Well, he had to convince me. We, you know, oh, you was just, anybody? Either. I was. I mean, I was good. I mean, he, he throw the songs at me. Yeah. And then sometimes, and you know, we doing what we're doing, and I'm like, you know, but this one here, the second one that came out, this, I don't know, this was to me felt a whole lot. Yeah. I don't know because we, I kind of got a little used to some things. Yes, sir. So this one that came out. It hit a little different than yes, the sir. first one did. Yes, sir. And a lot of folks were liking it right What's now. the name of it? It's all about him. Yeah. yeah it's all about him. And yeah. uh, it, 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 you know, the first song started with Jesus Paid It All. Yeah. And from there, it just won the Barnes features yeah. on that CD with me of Johnny Ruffin and yeah. even my own daughter. Yeah, that's beautiful. She's singing up there with me. So this, this one. It's all about him. It's all about him. Y'all go check it out. It's. Pastor David Moore and Mm-mm, just David Moore and Focus. David Moore and Focus. Y'all yeah. go stream that. They Please can stream do. it anywhere, right, Chris? Y'all go do that. Yeah. And um, also, they can follow you too. What's your social media? You know it. Uh, um, is we'll they, put it on the screen. Yeah, put it up there. Cause <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me nothing. Cause I I can't remember. I can't. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll put it yeah. on the screen so y'all can follow his um ministry as a pastor. Yeah. 
and the music ministry as yes, well. Yes, please do. Yeah, so during the break, Pastor Moore shared something with me that I want to talk about. Yeah. Your health. Yes, yes. Okay, take us back to when it all started and then take me through your journey. Okay. Um, I was working uh, at my job and I just very fatigued, going to the bathroom constantly. Mm-hmm. Tired, just just downright tired. So that was the time. Something, you know, they took me. I took went, my wife took me to the doctor, and they discovered I was type two diabetes. Mm-hmm. How much did you weigh? Now at the time, then I wasn't that big. Okay, I was probably one hundred and fifty pounds at the time. Wow. I was I won't I won't big at that okay. time. So, but what happened was instead of me taking care of things then, yes, sir. As the years go by, I didn't do that. Yes, sir. And so I still continue to do it. So we went from pills, mm-hmm. from pills to taking needles, from needles to having a little pump yeah. to automatically put the insulin in my body. Uh, now I'm at a point of when, when I really looked at it and I shared with you the picture that my yeah. aunt sent to me. And um, I'm we gonna at, show. Can we show that picture to them? If I can no, find, I we'll put it on the screen yeah, so I, I can I, see it. I, I send it to you. Yes. Um, I w- picture with me and my mom. I'm looking at the picture like who who this? <laughs> yeah. And my aunt said, and she just won't be in front of. She was just sharing the pictures with the family. Yeah. I'm like, well, who is this man? She said, that's you. I said, that look like somebody <laughs> like a ninja turtle with no neck. I'm like, that ain't me. Yeah. And um, that's when my life. Turned around. Mm. After all these years, it took that picture to really see me. Yes, sir. Of what I really looked like. And at the time, I weighed over 200 pounds. Yes. Nobody, to this day, people look at that and say, I didn't know you weighed that much. But that's the thing. People get so used to where you are until they stop seeing your full potential. That'll preach, real. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. That's what, yeah. They, that's what their testimony was. Man, you yeah. were never that big. This, Ain't no way in the world. But then when they look at me now and see where I was, like, good God, I can't believe that because they never saw that part. Yes, sir. They always saw where I was. Mm -hmm. And so I made some drastic changes. Went to the doctor. The diabetes was so bad. I I shared with you earlier that um, my A1C at the time was like 16. Mm -hmm. That's real high. Mm-hmm. Um, when you check it with the machine where they perk your finger, yeah, my stuff was like uh, over six hundred. Whoa, I was literally like the Walking Dead. Yeah, the sugar affected my eyesight, where I think the left side of my eyes weaker. Yes, sir, because of the, the what the blood the blood did to my eyes. Yes, sir. So I I went for a period of time couldn't even see out of once. I'm this scared the mess out of me. Yeah, I had to make some changes. Yeah, and so I made a decision. I'm going to live. And not die. Now it's something different when you proclaim the word. It's different when you proclaim it and then live it. Yes, sir. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Faith without works. That you could you could pray to God all you want, but there's something that we got to do on ourselves. Yes, sir. And so that's what I had to do. I got up. I start working out. I start and I started. Uh, doing a lot of cardio. Yes, sir. You know, I know some folk go to weight lifting and stuff, but for my journey, I just did cardio. Yes, I sir. I went to a gym, love it to death upstage. Yeah. Over there in Greenville, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are my people, my other family. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I start going there, working out. They work with me. We we held one another accountable, something that I needed in my life. And um, 
I went, I started at 212. And today I'm at 162. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so I feel good. I feel better. Yeah. I could go a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but I tell people if they're going to start the journey, have set your goals not so high. Just start moving. Just start doing yeah. something. But don't get settled. You know, we eat. I, I made a decision not even eat after 7 o'clock. Wow. So you don't eat after 7 o'clock? After 7, I try not to eat anything. Wow. Because my whole thing is one, if I eat after 7 uh, and I go lay down, that that food sits right there. It don't have time to burn like it's yeah. supposed to. So I want my body to have time to burn from seven to whatever time I get up the next yes, day. Yes, sir. And so now I'm, I'm to the place now. I'm, I'm active. I'm ready to yeah. go and do what I do. I feel good. I yeah. look good. Yeah. And I thank the Lord for it. Yeah. So so what about the medicine? Were you taking medicine? Woo. A whole lot of it. Let me tell you something. I was taking so much medicine. It didn't make sense. And when the doctors told me I could never be off the medicine, and I think and I'm that type of person. Don't tell me what I can't do. I'm that. I, <laughs> I'm a. I'm that one that you know. Yeah. I'm a challenge. I'm a talk junk at the same time. <laughs> and he told me that I would never be off the medicine. I, I always have to have insulin in my body because my body can't produce produce it. it. And so, um, I think it was last year that they finally took me off the insulin. Yeah, man. I'm trying to tell you what God could do. <laughs> this is part of my. This is yes. this is what I'm talking about. The difference between religion and relationship. Yes, you got to trust God in every part of your life. Yes, and I'm telling folks, it's 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 good to do the work. Yes, but it's better when you can do it with the relationship with God. Yeah, because and and it, it makes me think like like you being a pastor and traveling, me myself, Chris being musicians, like you were saying before, like. We're always going. Yeah, and they eat too much. <laughs> they just doggone eat too much. Every time I turn around, they eat, you know, especially musicians. Yeah. They eat, 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 and then, and this, and then you know they get out late at night. Yep. And they eating some more. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, we I, can leave at 12 o'clock. We're going to go to that eating. Waffle House. We're going to that Waffle Lord, House, real. I'm like, that don't need to be delivered. <laughs> Chris said cookout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 what's the other place to eat at? Kick, kickback? Oh, yeah. Kickback. Uh, kickback. Kickback. Kick you know what? I said to my, this don't make sense. This is a spirit for real. And I'm glad I, I don't travel with them like they're on the road. Yeah, you're going to be mad with me. I'm like, no, nah, we're going to go on up the street. Y'all need to eat nothing else. Them jokes will be mad with me for real. But they eat, eat, eat all the time, and they don't even know that sometimes everything they're eating is stored. Yeah. They store it, and the more they store the more that food somehow or another contaminates their bodies. Yes. So instead of building themselves up, they tearing themselves down. So they really, when they up there doing what they're doing, they're really not even giving their 100% because they don't throw their body down so many times. So Chris get mad with me. I don't care if he do. <laughs> Every time he's picking up a coke, I'm like, what what you drinking that for? You yeah. don't need to drink that. You my producer, so you know you gotta be around a long time. So what you, what you doing? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He gets so mad with me. I, I don't care. But when you love folks, you hold them accountable. Absolutely. You know, so and I want somebody to do me the same way. But yeah, you know, if they around me eating stuff they ain't got no business eating, no, we don't need to do that. Yes, sir. Because we God gave us one temple. And I gotta take care of that. Now I am at a place in my life where I do eat what I want, but I don't overindulge in it. And so I eat a little bit, you know. Now my training them telling me you gotta eat more. Wow. I gotta eat more because I'm I'm yet still <laughs> losing weight. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to lose no more weight. I want to build a little bit. I want to tone. Yeah. And so I gotta drink my proteins and take yeah. my vitamins. And so I'm I'm there. So is there a 
Have you gone through any type of journey spiritually that coincides with your physical health? Like, did anything change with you as you started to get your health together? Oh, most definitely. You know, um, the physical realm and the, and the spiritual realm for me, it kind of works together. Yes, sir. You, 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 you know, this whole thing that broke me down physically, I had to depend on what I knew spiritually. And so once I got it spiritually together, it really didn't take much for me to physically get it together. Yeah. It works together. Yes, sir. So, you know, when I said to myself, I can do all things through Christ. And then and I did not know. And what I started doing was posting my journeys on Facebook. I hear you. On social media. I and hear you. What really got me was people was paying attention. Yes, sir. And I'm like, okay, now. I'm accountable for other people. So I can't stop now. Yeah, because now it's another form of ministry. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And so now I'm at a place where I got to keep this going. So I can't stop because people are asking, well, how, how are you doing this? And, and, and I got to let people know this ain't no quick fix. This is a journey that I started in 2019. Yes, sir. So it did not just happen in six months. I'm still working on me. Yeah. And now I'm not just working on me physically, but now mentally, spiritually. I'm learning. Listen, I'm at a place in my life now that um, I really ain't got time to be bothered with stuff that's going to distract me from the goal. Yes, sir. Mm -mm. You know, no, not me. If you want to do it, fine. You don't. Yes, sir. I'm not going to sit there and waste my time and my energy on stuff that's going to take me out. Mm, that's good my life is too precious for that yes sir you know so i have to keep myself centered i got to keep my ear close to god yes sir so everything that comes up because whether they know it or not the group uh the musicians whether they say it or not they need david moore yeah just like david moore needs them yes but david moore is no good to them if I'm all broken and tore down mentally physically i'm no good to nobody yes sir so i gotta keep myself in a place to not allow things that don't matter yes. to really get to me. Yes, sir. Leave those things alone. Yes, if, sir. If we're gonna live long, I'm. Listen, I'm. 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 I'm just to that place now. When people start cutting up, I walk. I keep on walking. <laughs> I'm telling you, I got. I, listen, I pastor two churches. I'm moderator of about fifty some churches. Wow. Bertie and Hereford County. I do all of that. I sit on the board of the General Baptist State Convention. I do all these things, and out of all the stuff that I do, besides being a father, a husband, and all that, I'm learning in the midst of all this that God puts in my hand, take care of me. Yes, sir. Now, one thing I'm still learning how to do, honestly, is telling people no. That'll help. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. 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 I, I haven't got to there yet. I'm still learning. I've been telling everybody else to do it. Yeah. And I'm still trying to learn how to say no, no to a lot of things because everything ain't meant for you to do. Yes. You know, so there's a lot of great things coming my way. Um, you know, besides the CD, I got a play that's coming up that I'm about that's to sweet. do. Yes, sir. And so um, God has been good to me. I, 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 I've been telling folks I, I do want to write a book. Yes, sir. And uh, the title of my book, I want it to be Church Folks Drama. Yeah. Because there's so much drama in the church. Boy, what you say. <laughs> What you say? And we don't know how to deal with that, you know. So that's something that's been in me for 
close to 20 years. Yes, sir. And so besides doing this with you, I'm thinking to myself, man, I got a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> I really got a lot to say. Yeah. And, uh, if if my journey helps one person to do something different, mm-hmm. then my my life has been worth living. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's what matters the most. Yes, sir. So I'm going to ask you one more question, then we can wrap it up. We talked about spirituality. We talked about physical health. What's your take on mental health? <laughs> Boy, <laughs> let, let me tell you, um, this is something the church don't talk about. Yes, sir. Because we try to put so much on God, and I think that a lot of the responsibility of mental health is on us. What we got to stop doing is stop trying to play God. Stop trying to think, stop thinking that we have the power to take care of everybody. We don't have that power. We're not responsible for everybody. We got to put it in ourselves because what we do, we empty ourselves so much until we don't know how to get ourselves to a place of getting ourselves poured back into. And so it leaves us mentally drained. And honestly, the most drained people is in the church. Yep, facts. Mentally drained folks. They, listen, I tell folks, God is good. The therapy is good too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, praising God is good. You need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Because there are people in the pew that are mentally drained. Yes, sir. And, and I'm going to say this. Pastors that are not qualified mm. need to stop this stuff, taking folks in the room, thinking that you have the power to, to speak to things that you're not qualified to speak mm. to. Stop that. Yeah, You're trying to give marriage counseling to people that you ain't qualified to give to. So, And I know you're going to get some folks to talk about that, <laughs> but it's all it's right. It's true, though. Yeah, because I'm to the place where if, if something that I can't deal with, I love people enough to say, wait a minute, let me find somebody. Yeah, because it's a disservice to yes, them. Yes, yes. Because, listen, the answer that we give from the church, we're going to pray about it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> or God says from the scripture, okay, all that's good. Okay, but what am I going to do after that? <laughs> you praying, I'm still struggling with this thing on the inside of me. So the church going to have to learn to get educated. Yes, sir. You know, I know a lot of people don't believe in that, but we need to get educated, especially with mental health, because there's a lot of crazy people in our churches. Yes. I ain't got enough oil for a lot of them. (laughs) Yeah. I want to tell them, listen, you need to go get some help. Yes. Uh, There's there's only um, so much I can do as a Mm -hmm. pastor. Mm -hmm. And don't get it twisted. I have, you know, I went to school for certain things. But that still don't qualify me for everything. Yes, sir. You know, there's just some things that some people just need to go get some help. And even with pastors, I need therapy. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, there's some things I can't talk to other folks about because they don't understand it. Yeah. Because people put us on such a high pedestal that if I really told my truth, folks will walk away from me because they think I'm supposed to be perfect. So I need therapy. I need somebody I can talk to so I can let, you know, I need an outlet because the way people look at me. Yes, sir. Well, if I get an idea of certain things in front of folk, ooh, I thought he would. <laughs> Man, please. <laughs> I tell folk, don't, don't do that to me. Don't, yeah. you know, I'm, I am what I am. Yeah. I mean, what you see in the church is what you see. And I think that's my, that's been my thing for life 
just be me. I'm and not. I think that's why young people flock to you. Yes. Because there's an authenticity that you have that a lot of preachers, pastors and church people don't have, which is why like young people don't. It is, it's not that they don't want God. It's just that they don't want to have to go through fake church people to get right. to God. Yeah. It's like, OK, now I love God, but that don't look. Yeah, right. they don't even look. <laughs> And, and you can't fool them. That's the thing. You can't fool them with craziness. Yeah, the world knows its own. So you go in there and try to be all deep in this, that, and the third. They're like, uh, uh-uh. uh, get somebody else to do it. It ain't me. And so when I get around them, you know, I'm just who I am. You know, yeah. I walk in the gym this morning. I'm the loudest thing in the gym. Your lady told me today said, as much as you do, how in the world you come here with all this energy? I said, this energy is for me and for you. And she looked at me. I said, yeah, because I don't know what kind of weekend you had. But listen, what little bit I got left, you can have some of this too. So we go in this, we're going to work this thing out together. So nobody around me, nobody around me is going to die on my watch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -mm, Not on my watch. Yes, sir. We're going to all live together. Yes, sir. And so that's for young people. Old people, because my job really is just to push other folk. I think that that's where God got me. At. I don't have to be one of my songs. I'm satisfied. It's one of my favorite songs. On the, y'all got to get that. Yes, <laughs> I'm satisfied. It says I don't have to. Um, my name ain't got to be in lights. Yeah, I, I don't have to be. I don't have to have a a, a mansion on the hill. Yes. I don't have to drive a fancy automobile. I just want God to be satisfied. Yes. So if I can get folks saved, if I can push them to their best potential, yes, sir. then I'm doing my job. Yes, sir. That's what life is all about. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you could give one piece of encouragement to everybody watching, what would it be? Oh, man. Love yourself. Love yourself. Hmm. When you love yourself, you ain't got to worry about finding somebody loving you. Love some of you. Take care of some of you. And when you do that, it ain't going to be hard for folks to find you. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because once you take care of you, uh, you got to be handled in a certain way. (laughs) They They got to handle you with care because you take care of yourself with care. Yes, sir. So I tell people, that's my message to a lot of folks. Love some you. Yes, sir. Because when you get there, the world is yours. Yes, sir. The whole world is yours. And yes, that's sir. what I'm learning today, man. I'm I'm loving some more now. Yeah. This is my season, Doc. Yeah. I'm walking in there. I'm going to be happy whether I'm up, down. I'm telling God, Lord, in everything you do, keep me balanced. Yes, sir. Keep me balanced. Because I'm learning. I don't have to be like nobody else but what God created me to be. Yep. That's loving me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. No, thank you. Yes. Because you have opened up a whole nother mindset for me. You opened up. Really, I didn't know I had this much to say. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but because of you, I appreciate you. And uh, thank you for just sitting down with me and just yes, asking sir. me the, the right questions. Yes, sir. Everybody can't do this. <laughs> you called to do it, man. I'm telling you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. This has been the RXS Podcast with Pastor David Moore. Peace. Peace. That he set me free When trouble used to come in my life I used to fall with misery Now I can stand up tall Because he's walking right with me Oh, the Lord is He's more
shaping me. He's shaping me. He's clear. 